This episode is brought to you by Let's Potato Chips. Let's Potato Chips are the tastiest and crunchiest snack on the market. You can enjoy them with a sandwich or even just by themselves. There's different flavors for everyone, like barbecue, ranch, sour cream and onion, and just plain. Not a potato chip lover? Let's also makes delicious pretzels. Let's Potato Chips. Get your damn hands off my Let's. And welcome <laughs> to another episode of Cineversal Nerds. I'm Jesse. And I'm Brian. And today, uh, we are taking a break from last episode, which was the Nick Cage, uh, and doing a new episode, uh, Musicals. Uh, not really touched upon a couple of them in previous episodes, but this one's going to be all about them. Um, now this is just musicals, uh, movie musicals, um, not including like Broadway productions of things. Although one of mine, I do like the Broadway production more than the movie version, but I'll get to that when I get to that. (laughs) (laughs) Um, you know, uh, making this list, I thought... I wasn't a big musical person. Now I am a, uh, I am into music. I can play music, uh, so I thought I would know more musicals, and right, I didn't same. at first. And then when I actually started looking through the list, I'm like, holy crap! There's actually a ton that I do like. I don't love, but I, I like. And my list just got bigger. <laughs> yeah, my honorable mention list is way longer than I expected. Same, honestly. Because I'm kind of the same way. Like, I don't really, like, go out of my way to watch musicals, even though I love music. But Mm -hmm. I don't know what it is about musicals. That's just not something that I'm, like, yeah. Yeah, no. Sometimes Yeah, sometimes it's good. Sometimes it's bad. Sometimes I like the music more than the movie itself. There's actually a couple on my top five that I feel that same way about. Um, And sometimes... it works with the mm-hmm. music and the movie. It gets you more into the movie because um, you because music can bring out emotions, uh, especially in the dialogue, like more than just speaking the dialogue. And then other times it's kind of you almost want them to just be a non-musical yeah. movie. Now, we haven't seen a lot of them. I mean, I know I haven't. I, I did want to see the West Side Story that came out last year. Same. I've and never, In the Heights. I wanted to watch that. I didn't see that, but I think it's on I think it's on HBO, HBO. yeah. Because yeah. um, Lin-Manuel Miranda did that. Right. And I didn't see Encanto, and I know he did the music for that, too. Yep. So. But uh, West Side Story is getting a lot of um, recognition. A lot of Oscar noms, things like that. I mean, I know not everybody's into the Oscars, but... Um, I like Spielberg. I've never seen the original West Side Story, so uh, I can't I really think compare. I, have. Um, I know it stars that. Uh, the original? Yeah, the original stars. Um, I forget her name, but there's a big controversy about her death mm. stuff. I forget her like name, but. In, in real life? Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yikes. I'll have to look into that because now, um, now I'm interested and curious. I know. I forget her name. If you heard it, you'd be like, oh. oh. That happens a lot on the show. Yeah. <laughs> she was married to number two from uh, Austin Powers. Oh. Um, is that Robert Wagner? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Maybe it wasn't oh. West Side Story. I thought it was. It was something else. Either way, I do want to see West Side Story, but there's a lot that I have. Oh, I'm on the new one. That's why I'm like, oh, Natalie Wood. Okay. I was on yeah. the new one, and I'm like, yeah. what, what, what is this? Right. I remember that story. Yeah. 
Um, but yeah, either way, I do want to see West Side Story, so I'll probably have to just wait until it comes out on video um, and stream it or something. Um, yeah. See, I can watch, you know, Disney movies all damn day. Musicals, DreamWorks, and shit like that. But I don't know what it is about live-action musicals that just... I don't know. It's not for everybody. Yeah. Um, but like I said, I, I there's a lot where I just... I really appreciate the music. Oh, for sure. More than what's going on. Yeah, one of my recently watched is like that kind of, to a point. Where it's like I liked the music more than the actual movie. And the lip syncing, though, was terrible. <laughs> it usually is. Like, it did not match up. <laughs> and the lead is, um, I guess we can just go into We can just go watch. into recently yeah. watch. Go ahead. Continue. Um, I, I watched the new Cinderella, okay. which was on Amazon Prime. Right. And I've never, you know, my friend recommended it and said the music was great. So I was like, oh, I'll give it it's a watch. It's modern I, music? Now, I, is it real songs it or is, is it songs It is modern music. Um, but like are they real songs, okay. not just from movies or the movie, but I wish there was more originality to it. I suppose. I mean, they did the songs in an original way. Right. I'll give them that. But I like musicals so, with original music. So kind of like Moulin Rouge or those were those were newer, the real songs, but they did it in their own way. Um, no, I think those are all their songs I swear. in Moulin Rouge. I swear. Like, I was like Even Spirit though one was... of my top five is, is a modern movie with modern music but we'll get to that yeah. anyway but cinderella and it stars um camilla or oh my gosh <laughs> not prepared no recently watched <laughs> i just forget her name she's famous camilla Cab camilla cabello camilla. Oh, okay yeah I've seen the name and and she was the one that was the worst at lip syncing hmm. and i know she does music videos all damn day so I don't know why I'm so bad. Maybe but. it's just a bad editor. Maybe that's maybe it's not her. Maybe it's the editor. Yeah, I don't know, but I mean, it was intriguing, and I watched the entire thing, and it was fine. But is it my favorite? No. Would you recommend it? I mean, I guess yeah. But will I watch it again? Maybe in a couple of years, few years. Three if you years, want to binge five. like all the Cinderellas and just have a week of right. Cinderella movies, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, anything else? Um, I watched The Last Duel. Mm -hmm. Gave that a shot. With Matt Mullet Damon. Yep. And That's a great mullet. And my lady. Mm -hmm. um, she was good. Yeah, she was really good. It was really good. I mean, it was a little slow and, you know. Yeah, and those kind of I, movies are. I thought I was watching it for over two hours and I checked and it was like an hour. And I was like, I still had like an hour and a half left. I'm like, oh my God. <laughs> but everybody did good. And a lot of but the criticisms no, the, the come acting, from was yeah. real is great and it had a great cast and weird hair choices but right but for the times <laughs> i guess and right yeah a lot bloodier than i thought it was gonna be yeah but no it was good That's i'd good. probably watch it again so um i also finished dexter you finally finished dexter finally. this is like the fourth or fifth episode in our podcast where you've talked about yeah. watching dexter i know i kept thinking i was like did i already talk about finishing this i can't remember but you i think the last time you brought it up you were starting or or halfway going through to, the, yeah yeah Ugh, i was so disappointed <laughs> i feel like this finale was worse than the other finale and they brought it back just to satisfy fans because mm -hmm. the other finale was so terrible this one was worse. I watch Game of Thrones and, do that next. And and uh, I was like, 
I had to look up reviews and all the reviews were saying the same thing. They were like, this is an insult to fans and like whatever. But I'm not going to, obviously I'm not going to give anything away because you have not seen it. No, I haven't seen it. And I don't want to spoil anything. I do like that actor that plays Dexter. Yeah. And then the last thing I binge watched um, with Josh, the book of Boba Fett. Okay. You finished. It's, it's over? This year. Yeah. Just the first season. Oh. Yeah, Josh thought it was just a miniseries. I was like, no, it said season finale. I guess it's been out for a minute because I totally forgot about There's it. There's only it was seven weekly. episodes, and the seventh that one just sense. came out last Wednesday. I've heard people were kind of iffy on it on the first couple episodes, yeah. just the way it is, but then it became better. It got better, but that's because Mando yeah, came they, in. Yeah, they brought in Mando. And Grogu. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, He's I know about the. So I do know about the cameos and things, but I don't look for that stuff. But I do peruse Facebook, and a lot yeah. of my nerd pages are constantly posting stuff about that, like right there. So it's not like I'm like intentionally looking. I'm like, oh crap. Yeah, oh, that person's in it. Oh, yeah, wow. Josh uh, I, saw a spoiler and he's like, "We gotta watch it." I gotta watch <laughs> it. And then of course I fell asleep, so he's like, "We gotta watch it again." So I watched it again and. I'll, uh, I'll 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 make this promise. Uh, it's a long time coming because you know me. I'm not the biggest Star Wars fan. I mean, I like it fine, um, but not as much as you guys. But I will take Travesty. a good. I will take a good little bit of time this year to dedicate watching things I haven't seen that Star Wars. Now I don't mm-hmm. see myself watching like the Clone Wars because I hear that's ridiculously long. Uh, but it I, is, but, but it's actually really good. Though. Right, being a, well, I'm being not animated. gonna jump into that mm-hmm. one, but but I will watch Solo because I haven't seen it, and Josh keeps telling me it's great. And uh, Mandalorian, those two seasons, uh, and and you know, Boba I'm a Fett. For so Mandalorian. I think it's funny. Which he does have a name. I remember you asking me before, and I said no, but he does. Is it like Bill? No, it's <laughs> Din. Oh, okay. Din Jaro, I, I think, or something like that. Bill. But... <laughs> <laughs> um, Bill, Bobby. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's funny with Boba Fett how he became such like a popular, iconic Star Wars character. When in actuality, I think a lot. And this is just me. It's like but seven I, this, minutes of screen time, right? Or something and I think, crazy. like I said, this is just my opinion. So if you know the reasons people love him is different. That I'm not judging or anything. Uh-huh. But this is just from an outsider of Star Wars. Uh, you know, he's such a huge fan favorite but like you said he he literally was only in what, what was it empire or return of the jedi for seven minutes and i think the um even though he was in like the christmas special first that was like his first appearance Wait, but no one talks um, about that we did a little bit <laughs> but <laughs> yeah. uh, uh yeah. i think the majority of his popularity came from the fact that he just looked cool <laughs> and he had a jetpack yeah. And like the, it was like it's the just mystery the idea of a bounty hunter yeah, in Star Wars. Yeah, the mystery Wars behind cool. it. Which I mean, they brought him back for like the the episode one right through three. Yeah, because they have his, his dad. His dad, yeah, mm-hmm. Django. Yeah, because he has a big thing with the Clone Wars. Like right. he's a big character in that. Um, like it's cool that they're expanding on him, but it's just crazy that he gained so much popularity just because of who they looked like. Right, which honestly (laughs) maybe that's why they decided to bring him back and actually give him a story and I'm kind of grateful because he was always a character I was interested in and like you said so so many other people were interested in and I think maybe that's why they brought him back to actually give him a story and give him more screen time and make him 
you know, actually enjoyable. But yeah, that's great. Um, he did have his own video game. I remember that for PS2, uh, Star Wars I Bounty Hunter. No, that yeah. Uh, but I am excited for the Obi Wan series because oh, I do love Ewan McGregor. Yeah, and he was the best part of the original uh, or the the prequel movies, in my opinion. Yeah, and except Darth Maul. He I was wasn't awesome. a big fan of what's his face, but. I'm I'm actually kind of excited that they're bringing him back. Hayden Christensen? Yeah, as Vader, because we actually get to see Vader in his prime, and I think mm -hmm. that that's kind of, like, actually really cool. Vader and, prime. Yeah. Young Vader, you know, mm -hmm. you don't get to... We got a little bit of that at the end of episode three. Kind bit, of, of anger, very angry, barely. Angry Vader. But he didn't have a suit and, you know, stuff like that, and he wasn't... But he, you got to see him lose his legs. Lord Vader. But... And his arms and stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Brutal. Well, that's cool. I think um, that's the best acting he did the entire series. That's probably my trilogy favorite that of that trilogy mm -hmm. is episode three. Because I think, and I think uh, one through six of Star Wars, that was the only one that was PG-13. The oh, rest okay. were PG. Yeah. The, the, I think because of the violence. Anything's better than the kid. He's kind of terrible. That's why we didn't see him anymore yeah, after that. I used to love Jar Jar Brinks, but now that I'm an adult, I'm like kind of like, I don't know. Mesa, don't know. <laughs> you know okay, anyway, you recently watched. Uh, I honestly, I've been slacking on movies. I've just been continuously watching what I've watched every week. I need to freaking write I, my shit down, apparently. <laughs> I'm still watching Castle. I just started uh, season five. Oh, shit. So, so you're like more than yeah. halfway through. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's still really good. Um, and they do have episodes where... You know, I thought every episode was a different case, which it is for the most part, but there mm -hmm. are some, you know, cases that they didn't solve in the last couple that, seasons like, come that back continue. Around. Yeah, yeah, they come back around. Yeah. And... Like you forget about, and then you know, this comes back in another mm -hmm. season. And the two leads are so good. Their chemistry is so great on the show. And Who's the lead, lead lady? I don't know her name, and I haven't seen her in anything else, oh, but okay. she's really good in the show. And if she's in other things, I can look it up and um, and check it out. But she's really good in the show. Okay. Although I did hear in the last couple seasons of the show, they're the real uh, they're they weren't getting along in real life, and it affected. Oh no! The, did um, they date? That's probably the what acting. Happened. I don't know. Just kidding. <laughs> well, I don't know. I don't want to ruin anything. You, you should yeah. check it out sometime. I didn't mean in the show, I just meant in real life, Don't know. and that's what how it happened and why there's drama. And I'm still continuing Peacemaker. I think tomorrow is the last episode of the season, and it's it's so great. I Every every episode, it gets better and better for me. It's pretty funny. It's gross. It's out there. His pet eagle is hilarious. You'll, you'll love that. Oh, I'm sure. His name is Eagley. Oh. Like, Peacemaker's such an idiot character that he actually names his pet eagle Eagly. Eagly. And that's his best friend in the whole world. Aww. Um, so is Chester. So yeah. <laughs> so that's about it for Recently Watched. I do, um, I know Uncharted comes out this weekend, so maybe I'll check that out. Um, I do kind of want to see Moonfall because of its ridiculousness. And, oh, uh, yeah. Josh does, too. A, I did, uh, it's Roland Emmerich. I'm going to go, I've seen all of Ro Roland Emmerich's movies, and... You know, whatever. They're entertaining. I was uh, talking about Roland Emmerich at 
work the other day because yeah mostly people know about, know of him for doing the disaster movies like 2012 day after tomorrow the both independence day movies and then i thought of another one he did where it's one of those where you're like i didn't think that was directed by him um but it was great the patriot with mel gibson oh, and Heath Ledger. you had just watched that it's so good and <laughs> roland emmerich did that and i i mean it's not the most historically accurate movie but mm -hmm. it is very entertaining <laughs> Oh, no, that's not the one you watched. Braveheart. Yes, thank you. Sorry, mm. wait, I was the like... The other Mel War yeah, movie. <laughs> I was like, wait, that ain't right. I just acquired the third Mel War movie, We Were Soldiers. It's just he he makes a, a war film in different deck, like different uh, era, eras of time. So it was Braveheart, <laughs> then there was Patriot, and then We Were Soldiers is, uh, I believe, like World War Two. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so why not? All right, so musicals, uh, we do have some honorable mentions. Like I said, it, uh, both of us have more honorable mentions than, than what we our put in top, our top five. Yeah. And it really is, the top five can change. And because musicals, it's just such a different category. You know, it's not like horror to us or anything. Yeah, I just tried to think of like ones that I like to watch on repeat or like. Yeah. Or you know can, more of those songs and the lyrics and or you can throw like in the that. background while you're like cleaning or something right, just to hear yeah. the music or something yeah for it, sure it was very hard to do my top one because I, I like you said and we pointed out earlier like there was way more than i expected <laughs> then there's ones i forgot i was like this list, i can't even think of five that i love <laughs> and then i looked them up actually and i was like oh okay no i have an honorable mention list of like 11. So Willy Wonka and the Chocolate Factory is on my honorable mentions. Now, it's not a movie that I genuinely love. I know it's a classic, but why I put it on the list, besides it, it being a musical, is you just can't get better. Like that song, Pure Imagination, that's such a good Pure song. Imagination. Yeah, it's so yeah. great. <laughs> uh, good, good song. And because of that movie, we got that song. And then because of that song, we got the funny version in Family Guy uh, when they go to the brewery. <laughs> and, oh, yeah. and he's like, uh, come with me. Or no, it's take a drink, then you'll sink to a state of pure inebriation. <laughs> so that's great. <laughs> but the movie's okay. I mean, I, yeah. I think it's a little overrated and I'm not a big, huge fan of it. It's the same Ooh. with Wizard of Oz. Wizard of Oz is also on my honorable mentions. I do like Somewhere Over the Rainbow. It's a, it's a good yeah. song, but again, those two movies I just had to put because they are musicals, they are classics, but they're not favorites of mine. Right, same. No, I totally agree on that. They're what? classics and I'll watch them, but mm -hmm. they're not one, my go-tos. Right. What do you got? What, what, what's some honorable um, mentions you got? I have uh, this one that not a lot of people have heard of. And um, I think I just watched it for the first time last year because I think it's on, it's either Stars or Hulu or something. Um, Maybe Shudder? I, I don't think so. Oh, okay. Maybe, but that's not where I watched it. Um, Anna and the Apocalypse. Okay, I've so, heard of it. Yeah, a zombie apocalypse threatens the sleepy town of Little Haven at Christmas time. Awesome. Yep. Forcing Anna and her friends to fight, slash, and sing their way to survival. <laughs> that sounds great, actually. Yeah. It came out in 2017, and okay. it's actually pretty good and pretty funny, and I actually really enjoyed the it. music pretty good? Yeah. Yeah, okay. it actually is. So I definitely uh, 
Yeah, Shaun of the Dead meets La La Land. Fantastic. <laughs> it's a good combo. Yeah. Um, I have a, a horror movie on my uh, honorable mention, and it's one that you haven't seen. Or maybe you have. That can't... No, that's on my actual top five. Wow. This one, uh, it's by Troma Films, and it's called Poultry Geist, Night of the Chicken Dead. Oh. <laughs> now, it is ridiculous. It's a trauma Sounds movie, so if you're awesome. you're familiar with trauma movies like Toxic Avenger and Terror Firmer, you know it's over-the-top everything. You know, just everything in it is over-the-top. The violence, the gore, the nudity, the swearing, the acting is just ridiculous. And Poultry Geist, it's a musical with the zombie chickens. And that's all you need to know. <laughs> Musical of chickens. Now, do the chickens sing? Well, I mean, like, the, the people turn into, like, zombies and chickens, like, crossbreed. So they're people with beaks and they're dead. <laughs> and they're singing in, a, like, a like a KFC-like restaurant. It's very out there. <laughs> but it's <awesome>. great. <laughs> a for originality. <laughs> Um, I did. I did put one on here that's technically not a movie. It's actually a web series, uh, three episodes, oh, so a short film. I but know exactly what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, that's also on my honorable mentions. It's so good. It I, is. I recommend this to everybody. Um, it's Doctor Horrible's sing along mm-hmm. blog, uh, created by Joss Whedon, and it stars Neil Patrick Harris and Felicia Day. And oh, Felicia Nathan, Day is Nathan awesome. Fillion. She does a lot of web series. Yeah. She did The Guild, the, the Guild yep. which is also a web series that I loved so much, and now I can't find it. It used to be on Netflix. but. And all the people in this movie kind of did it for free because they're all friends with Joss Whedon, and it just it went to the went straight online, and then they mm-hmm. released it. But it's so it good. It's very it really, good. It was like the first time I ever seen Neil Patrick Harris sing. I know he's always been kind of a singer showman type person but i never seen it until that and he does a really good job this the songs are extremely catchy Mm -hmm. uh they're funny nathan fillion plays the perfect asshole superhero felicia day is just adorable and and then neil patrick (laughs) harris is our villain lead character who you kind of feel for but he's also evil (laughs) um yeah i highly recommend that to anybody that's a fan of joss whedon stuff or even just Neil Patrick Harris. It's 100% great. Yeah. <laughs> I, I totally agree. Um, I have uh, Tenacious D. In the pick of destiny. Yeah. <laughs> That's yes. in my honorable mentions. Same here. Almost was in my top five, but it's just not one that I watch a lot, but right. I do appreciate and I do love. And Yeah. And this is one of those instances. Now I love Tenacious D the mm-hmm. band. I love Jack Black and Kyle Gass. Yeah. Jack Black is so um, talented. <laughs> he is. They both are. And this is one of those cases where the music is better than the movie. Yeah. I do like the movie, but the, the music watch. is so good. Yeah. It's, you can listen. I have the soundtrack. Um, it's sort of a, toss-up between the Kickapoo song in the beginning that featured the late Meatloaf and Ronnie James Dio, or the Beelzebub song at the end yeah. where Dave Grohl plays the devil and they're... <laughs> yeah. that, oh, those songs are so good. <laughs> that that We recommend that one if you're a Tenacious D fan and haven't oh, seen for it. Sure. Or just Jack Black fan mm-hmm. in general. The man is very, like you said, very talented. Uh, can be funny, can be serious, and he was a great musician. So, um, I have 
Rocket Man on my honorable mentions. Oh, I do too, yeah. I really like that movie. Taron Edgerton? Edgington? Edgerton? Eggleton? The guy who played Elton John. <laughs> I know <laughs> who, you're talking about. Who uh, is in Kingsman. Uh, yeah. Did a phenomenal job because he actually sang all the parts and I thought it, the music was very well made. Um, and it was unexpected because uh, after seeing Bohemian Rhapsody, how that's sort of a typical Hollywood music biopic, mm-hmm. I was expecting Rocket Man to be kind of the same, but right. it was a musical and that took me by surprise. Yeah. And I think some people didn't like that, but I felt the opposite. I loved that. And it, and it was very Elton John-esque. Right. Like it it you brought he, his essence to mm-hmm. it, I think, and, and they did a really good job. Yeah. So it wasn't just like a, like you said, a biopic. And, you know, that it was a good movie. It was really interesting to learn things that I didn't know about Elton John, whether it's 100% factual or not, but it's still right. made a good story. <laughs> and the music is mm-hmm. top-notch. Good, good soundtrack. Yeah. Great performances. I'm a big fan of him anyway, so. Mm-hmm. And I think Bohemian Rhapsody would have been a musical if Rami Malek actually sang his own songs. It but, still but, wouldn't, but though. Still, like, it still would just be a music biopic. Yeah, because I guess. They're not, I don't know. They're, they're not performing songs to and further Freddie Mercury's voice is just so hard to mock or, like. That's true. No one can do it. Not mock, but you know what I mean? Like, uh. Match. Right. Yeah. Yeah. No, I got it. <laughs> <laughs> like, um, how do I wear that? <laughs> I have one on here. Uh, well, I have Grease on my honorable mentions. It's in my top five. We'll talk about Grease when you get to your yeah. top five, but I also put Grease 2 on my honorable mentions. Now, I know <laughs> Grease. I've seen this once. I know Grease 2 gets a lot ago. of shit because it's, it's the sequel. It's a movie they we didn't need. Um, and the two leads are not as great as John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John, but we, we got Michelle Pfeiffer. That was her first movie. And, oh, wow. uh, Maxwell Caulfield, who did a couple of things after that and then just disappeared. <laughs> uh, he was Rex Manning in Empire Records. I remember him in that. Uh, okay. But, uh, yeah, it, I don't know. I grew up with it. Same with Grease. It's, it's cheesy and hokey, but so is Grease. And right. the music may not be as memorable because they don't come in that wedding reception compilation they play at every wedding reception. Um, but there are some good tunes in there, for sure. Um, and, you know, it's, I think it's worth the watch. I'd have to give it another shot because it's been so long since I've seen it. Probably since the He's 90s, cool early 2000s. A cool rider. cool rider. A buddy of mine wanted me to sing this review. This uh, episode, because we're talking about musicals, I can't. We'll just sing certain parts of certain songs that are in the certain movies. Mm. Mm-hmm. So another movie in my honorable mentions is The Muppets. <laughs> the, uh, the Jason Segel yes. one. Yes, the Jason Segel one. We didn't want to include any Disney live action or animated movies in this episode, but I, I said The Muppets. Too late. Well, The Muppets is not in that category like it's not beauty and the beast or or aladdin or anything like that so i know i have one that not everyone knows is a disney movie but it technically is it's not a disney movie we're just gonna say that right now (laughs) it is because the second one hits disney plus later this year oh god okay well the muppets i love 
the music is great. Jason Siegel um, co-wrote the music, and he performs in it, and he does a really good job. They did win the Oscar for Man or Muppet, which is a great song as well. Um, but that's all I'm going to say about that. <laughs> did he write the actual song from... Uh... Was it that uh, Sarah Marshall movie? Yeah. The 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 vampire. Yes, yes, he did. Yeah, because that's what it reminds it. Yeah, he, me of. Kind he wrote. Of and... Well, he wrote that movie, and he wrote all that okay, piano stuff because yeah, he plays it. That was it. great. Mm-hmm. I, I was like actually and he interested writes the, in that musical. Um, <laughs> he writes and performs like the ones from the High Met Your Mother, like the slap bet um, song that he sings. You just got slapped oh, okay. across the face, my friend. <laughs> Uh, he's a talented so guy too. Yeah. Anything else on your honorable? Oh my gosh, so much. Um, I do have the Whitney Houston Cinderella. Mm. Um, I have. Um, uh, Is that the Disney one? That's not the Disney one I'm talking about. Oh. Um, we'll get to that okay. in my top five. But um, I also have the Labyrinth. Yeah, that is a musical. Yeah, mm-hmm. and that thing you do, I don't know if that's, that's not a musical. No. No. Well, it's good anyway. <laughs> that's like a music <laughs> biopic of a fake band. Uh, okay, well, I know, but <laughs> they sing their own song. <laughs> <laughs> well, they don't actually. Those are um, they lip sync it. Okay, really forget it. I said that. <laughs> They're really playing it though. Yeah. Okay. And then I didn't think this was technically a musical either, but I love this freaking movie and it has Cher in it, uh, burlesque. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't know if that's technically a musical, so I'm sorry if I'm wrong on that, because I know Christina Aguilera sings her own song, but it's not till like the end kind of thing. Okay. But oh that movie's amazing. You see, this is why we're not big into musicals, because we can't tell the yeah, difference between I don't, what I don't is know an actual nothing. musical. <laughs> <laughs> People uh, probably rip me apart like real theater, no, it's not like nuts, you know. <laughs> Blasphemy. Yeah. All right. I had uh, um, Repo the Genetic Opera on my honorable mentions, but we can talk about that because yeah, that's I on your actual list. Yeah, I have a couple other honorable mentions but, that I know are in your top five, so yeah. I so we can just, just start with the, the top five here. And you want to go one through five or five through one? I'll probably start at the bottom, right? Okay. Which I know we got two at the bottom each. Yep. We have we have a tie I for do. our number five. I do. I didn't have one until the, he told me he had one, and I was like. The f- what? Yeah, the fifth one in any top five list is always like this. Yeah. <laughs> Switching them out. <laughs> Just so undecisive sometimes. Mm-hmm. But um, I have my, so my top, my five, my fifth, my number five mm-hmm. is Hairspray, mm-hmm. but the John Travolta one. Right. The because I love this movie. I love the music. I love the choreography. I just love it. And mm-hmm. then the other one is the Disney one I'm talking about called Enchanted. Amy oh, Adams. Yeah. yeah, there is Patrick a sequel Dempsey. coming. Patrick Dempsey. Yeah, there's a sequel coming. But I don't know <laughs> what it is about this movie. Like, there's this one song where it's like, How does he know? He loves You know, like... That's pretty uh, good. That sounded good. <laughs> How do you know that you love you know i don't know if you know the movie you know the song i'm talking about yeah. and i just literally like i sing that song all the time and um you know i i'll I allow that him. movie because when i was thinking with disney live action it's the live action version of the anime yeah like beauty and the beast yeah. and aladdin those are the ones all. i wasn't yeah, no, including this is like so that one counts right yeah just like I, my I thought counts. so just because yep. it's not technically a live action disney movie but 
there is a sequel coming mm-hmm. and it is technically Disney, but it's a great movie and great music and it. oh my god, I love it. I don't know if you'd like it, but that's okay, but who knows? Who knows? But you like Hairspray, right? You've seen that? With yes. John and I've seen the original, but I haven't seen the original in years and years Okay, and see, years. I have not seen the original. That's one thing that I have not seen, but um, but yeah. I, th- I feel like I'm the only person who loves Travolta this movie. scared me a little bit in the yeah. new one, but he did a <laughs> he good did job. He did so good, yeah. Christopher Walken. You know, mm-hmm. Always fun to see him dance in anything. <laughs> uh, what's uh, So those are your top uh, number five. Yeah. Uh, my number five is a tie as well, and that's La La Land from 2016 and Greatest Showman uh, 2017. These two movies, I when I was talking about where I like the music more mm-hmm. than the movie that these two are prime examples greatest showman i was surprised because it took me a long time to finally see that movie yeah. after tons of uh, recommendations from you and from my buddy chris yeah this movie is and amazing the music is amazing mm-hmm. the movie was i mean the choreography and dance numbers oh, are great but sure. i'm saying the story no i totally was, uh, yeah it's kind of forgettable I but i totally um, hear what you're saying but but the music was a surprise mm-hmm. um in fact i bought the vinyl soundtrack on oh, vinyl nice. so it's like the only record that i've bought in the past like yeah. couple of years <laughs> um and it's good the the music is really good uh, every song on the soundtrack is i can i can listen to it and that's how i felt with la la land now I am a sucker for movies that take place in old Hollywood, and uh, La La Land has that, so that automatically drew me in. But really, the music is so good. It's different. Showman, Greatest Showman's a little more modern with its music, and this one, it's uh, like the classic jazz. And I was, um, yeah, it, it it blew me away. Uh, very talented stuff. I'm I'm a piano player, so I uh, always appreciate. Um, good piano parts and La La Land had that. And in fact, Ryan Gosling, now he's not the greatest singer <laughs> um, and he's not the greatest dancer, no. but the, the, the shots they set up, the cinematography, the, the light, the, the colors that they use for those dance sequences were really like amazing Emma to look, Stone look surprised at. Me. Emma Stone was great. They had good chemistry. I didn't know she could sing like that. She did a really good job. Yeah. Uh, it was the opening dance number in, in the opening song that really got to me, the, the, the Another Day of Sun, um, where they're all singing on like the highway and that huge choreographed dance number right in the beginning of the movie. Yeah. That was amazing. And in fact, a little trivia, it was 109 degrees when they were filming that opening number. <laughs> um, but Ryan Gosling, he... Uh, you know, he plays a, a jazz musician that's trying to someday own his own jazz club. But he, in real life, didn't know how to play piano. And when filming began, he took lessons and, like, practiced. That's and crazy. so all the parts where you see him play piano, whether it's that crazy jazz composition or, like, playing for, you know, his sister's wedding, that's Ryan Gosling doing it. That's crazy yeah. to me. And John Legend, who's also in the movie was so jealous of Ryan Gosling because John Legend is a piano player and he was jealous of Gosling because he learned how to play piano so fast. Yeah, I tried. And did it for that movie. <laughs> I tried learning keyboard so many times and I can't, I can't do it. But John Legend also had to learn guitar for his role in the movie. Uh, okay. So that, you know, that's kind of right. cool though. But yeah, Gosling, I read stuff about him. He does dedicate himself to try to. Yeah, he's talented. Mm-hmm. 
Um, and you know all of these songs on keyboard, don't you? I mean, I no, I know a I couple of them. them I, I wanted to, and and they're really hard. <laughs> but I'm, I'm getting there. I know I know two of them yeah, on, I on piano. For like a month straight, you were like. And then I tried very to do dedicated. some. Yeah, I tried to do some Greatest Showman ones, and then I got flustered and stuff. And then, <laughs> you know, I, I do need to play music more. Uh, it's just work is so flustering. Yeah, no, just, for sure. I think once winter goes away, because uh, it's winter here. Uh, once that goes away and we have nicer days out, I might feel better and more confident on doing stuff. So no, and hopefully work won't be as crazy. Same with me. I hope my yeah. work is not freaking crazy once winter's over. I just had a couple more trivia things about our my two movies here, and then we can move on to number okay. four. Uh, mm -hmm. Damien Chazelle, who directed La La Land, he was the first director to win Best Director of a Musical since Bob Fosse and, with his movie Cabaret in 1972. Um, the score of the film was recorded in the same studio as Singing in the Rain and Wizard of Oz, because Damien Chazelle did, of course, um, make his musical as sort of a, uh, inspired from old, old-timey Hollywood mus uh, musicals. Oh, okay. Um... It is one of three movies that have the most Oscar nominations of all time. 16 Oscar nominations. It tied with Titanic and All About Eve from 1950. The only difference is La La Land didn't win Best Picture, but the other two did. Oh, okay. Well, we all thought it won Best Picture, yeah. Steve Harvey. <laughs> and then, oops. <laughs> so he, uh... It was, Steve Harvey actually made that mistake? Yeah. So just like he did it, what was it, Miss America or something too? He did the same thing. Maybe it wasn't him. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm thinking if it wasn't oh, okay. him. Sorry, it was. Uh, but but somebody did read La La Land was the winner, I would and have it laughed wasn't. If it was, it was Steve Moonlight Harvey. that one. Well, like maybe he shouldn't host. Or so I was wrong. It wasn't Steve Harvey. Um, I think <laughs> well, it just, I think it just made me. But it made me think of that because of that. You're right. Um, it could have been him. You don't know. You don't remember. We'll and look it up later. Greatest Showman. Couple of things. It is about P.T. Barnum and the, the Ringling Brothers and the circus and stuff. But Bailey, because it's Barnum and Bailey's circus, Bailey is not in, in the movie whatsoever. He's not featured. Uh, Bailey's family did not give rights to use any of his story, even though his story played a big, important factor in Barnum's life. That's why they had Zac Efron's character. Um, he, him and his character and Bailey were very similar, so he basically was Bailey. In January 2017, the Ringling Brothers and Barnum Bailey Circus announced that their doors were closing forever due to decreasing attendance and growing public opposition to the circus's mistreatment of animals. Their last shows were May 2017. Oh, wow. Yeah, so they lasted that long. Yeah, I wish I would have known that. <laughs> I've been to the circus once when I was a kid. I mean, I've been to the circus, but nothing compared to, like, this stuff, you know? I would love to see, like, Cirque du Soleil. That oh, would be cool. Same. <laughs> Just not on rooms. Like, uh, I what think... was that movie where uh, they went to Circus du uh... I want to say it's like a Seth Rogen movie yeah, or something. Yeah, I know. Yeah. And they, it was... Uh... <laughs> I can't remember. I can't but remember I, either, I but you know that, what I'm talking about. I think of that Simpson episode where they go to the sea circus of Soleil and the guys in tights are like just grinding right in Homer's face. <laughs> <laughs> uh, anyway, so that's our number five. So what do you got for number four? Um, pitch Perfect. 
I've never seen any of those. Um, I think they're wonderful. Didn't even know they were musicals. The music. But it makes sense with the name. Is great. And, you know, I was saying, you know, something about modern music or whatever, but it's all, um, acapella. So, like, okay. it's just, it's just done very well. And I, I respect acapella so much because it's, it takes a lot of talent to do that. Absolutely. Like, I would not, I mean, I think we sang acapella once. I was in, um, a choir group called L Singers in high school, and we did one song a cappella, and it was uh, Carol of the Bells. And that was. Right, yeah, you gotta do the difficult. ding dong and the. Yeah. So difficult. It's a good song, though, I do like yeah. it. Yeah. No, it was fun, and it was fun to sing, and I, I loved it, but it was just like so hard, and we practiced that, I think, more than anything. But, um,. But this movie uh, is about Becca, who's a freshman at um, a university called Barden. So she kind of gets... Uh, is that Anna Kendrick's character? Yep. Okay. Yep, Anna Kendrick, and uh, Brittany Snow's in it, and Rebel Wilson, and a bunch of other people. And it's really funny, and it's done very well, and, and I just enjoy the story. Yep, there's three. And did Elizabeth Banks direct those? Um, I think so, and she's in them, too. Yeah. Yeah, she's like one of the critics or like the announcers mm-hmm. during like the competitions and stuff. She's hilarious. Okay. Along with, uh, oh gosh, uh, John Michael Higgins. Okay, I know that name. Yeah, you mm-hmm. would know him if you saw him. Mm-hmm. Great, pitch this perfect. Guy. Yeah, that yeah. guy. He's in <laughs> he so many so things. so funny, yeah. <laughs> Fun with Dick and Jane. I remember him in that. Yeah. Okay, pitch perfect. Um, my number four is Cry Baby, directed by John Waters. That was one of my mentions. Uh, same Mr. director as the original Hairspray. That's one of uh, my favorites songs. Yeah, I was talking about this with my sister, and she actually was like, Cry Baby's a musical? It's been forever since I've seen it. I was oh, like, oh, yeah, yeah, it's a musical. Yeah. Um, it's like 50s uh, rockabilly music, mm-hmm. uh, and that's probably why it's in my top five, because I, I grew up with that kind of music, and I love that kind of music. And as a kid, I did think Johnny Depp did sing all those songs, but no, he didn't. Uh, a man named James Intveld sang for him. Uh, he's a actual rockabilly musician um, and does uh, music compositions for various movies and yeah. stuff like that. So I remember you vaguely <clears throat> mentioning this um, when we were talking about Tim Burton, I think, because we were mm-hmm. talking about Sweeney Todd. Right. And how so. you said he actually sings in that, but not Crybaby, and I was mm-hmm. very surprised. But he did a good job uh, lip syncing. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's uh, it's like in the 50s. It's, it's so sort good, of, I couldn't uh, tell. It's sort of a spoof of 1950s juvenile delinquent scare films, you know, where they make the, the delinquent characters like some people you would fear like yeah. like all the rich parents are like totally fearful of these of these delinquents because Teardrop they wear they have tattoos. yeah they have greasy hair and they wear <laughs> leather jackets and things so it's a weird makeup. It's, yeah it's like an even more satirical look like of greece you know because you yeah. have the the square they call them squares the smart good people mm-hmm. the rich people the girl falls in love with the delinquent bad boy uh wade walker aka crybaby Johnny yeah, Depp. please, Mr. Jailer. That Great is songs. literally one of my favorites. Iggy Pop is in the movie. Willem Dafoe is in one scene. <laughs> Forget. Uh, it's been he's so a prison long. guard. Ricky Lake, uh, you know, she was an actress oh, for yeah, a long time before the, she became yeah. the talk show host. Mm-hmm. Uh, Tracy Lords, a uh, ton of people in this movie. Uh, 
and it's uh i've said it before in an old episode but it it has the pg-13 rating but only because it says um the f word twice <laughs> and that's the only reason why that because oh, that you can get an R you rating? can you can get uh or no it says it once sorry oh, okay. they say it once so they had the pg-13 oh, rating okay. but if they didn't have the the f word then it would have been pg even though it has a lot of sexual innuendo but back in, in this the movie. day like we, it's 1990 you know, yeah they um, didn't really their rating system was a little off but a great movie good music um and it's fun to go back to and and relive it so mm-hmm. i recommend it number three uh greece 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 okay yes i love this freaking movie so much and i can sing all these songs and i just love them you know i'm gonna take a moment so greece also rated pg mm-hmm. has a lot of innuendo in it oh yeah stuff i didn't get when i was a kid but get now there is a part in i think summer loving that i question did she put up a fight oh yeah (laughs) (laughs) it's questionable Uh Uh (laughs) i mean it's pretty dirty uh but no it's it's classic one of them has a pregnancy scare too like rizzo yeah and that movie we've talked about that's the best example of they don't look like they're in high school oh yeah (laughs) oh definitely especially uh, they don't even look like they're in college yeah (laughs) oh totally but this movie is just amazing sorry kanicki you're that weird old guy that that hangs out at the high school (laughs) totally now it's classic maybe but it's one of those musicals where the song's are just embedded in everybody's head. You know them. Yeah. All of them. Yeah, we don't have to talk Mm-mm. highly or, like, much about this movie because everybody mm-hmm. has seen this movie at least one time mm-hmm. and knows this movie, probably mm-hmm. licked back their hand. Yeah. I do like that song. That's some good, watch some good stuff. Oh, Summer Lovin' is, like, one of the number one duets for people to do with karaoke and stuff. <laughs> See, I love the last song. We have a long... We, we go together, like Ramble Lamble Ding Dong. And then uh, why does her car just go flying away? I don't know. I always wondered that. <laughs> they just, and I hate the clear hood. I think I've always hated the clear hood. I think it's because it turns into a fantasy. It's like the the dream of being yeah. together. And you see, in the end, the moral is neither of them had to change. They could have been the same and been together because they both changed for each other. I know. You don't have to change for someone. No. If they don't accept you the way you are, then Although fuck it off. was pretty sexy to see Olivia Newton John as the bad girl at the <laughs> end. Uh, my number three is when I said in the beginning that we didn't count any stage productions, but I do like the stage production of this better than the movie, and that's Phantom of the Opera. Uh, they did make a movie version in 2006, directed by Joel Schumacher, that gave us uh, Emmy Rossum as Christine and Gerard Butler as the Phantom. Now, I do like both those actors, but as those characters, I was a little disappointed. The acting was fine. It was the singing that got to me, because yeah. I, I've seen the stage play, and I, and I, I got to see it with the original uh, Christine Sarah Brightman. Uh, before she stopped doing it, and uh, Sarah Brightman was actually married to Andrew Lloyd Webber when he 
created all the music for it. And uh, <clears throat> she's so good, and she continued to be really good in anything that I've heard her sing in, especially Repo. Yeah. Uh, I like the Phantom story as well. It's just a tragic love story, kind of. Uh, it's based on a novel by Gaston Leroux in 1910. Uh, in 1986, the musical did open, and in 1988, it went Broadway. Um, but the movie, I, I, I enjoyed because there are stuff they can show in a movie that they can't in a stage play. Yeah. Uh, a lot of more detailed things of what's going on, um, which was interesting. And I like that time period as well. It just, and I still like the music, but it was just like, Gerard Butler singing just kind of bothered me in that movie. <laughs> I don't know what it was. It, it just kind of bothered me. I feel like it wasn't, it didn't, it didn't work for me. Yeah. Uh, this is a movie or like musical or just any version of this is just one that I've never gotten into. It's okay. And, it's not for everybody. Um, in that choir group I was talking about, we, in high school, we all went to a trip to Toronto. It was like the whole choir and then us L singers and then the band, um, because we performed at the science center in Toronto and, um, so while we were there, we actually went to the original theater where Phantom of the Opera originated from and came from and saw it there. You got to there. see that big-ass chandelier and yeah, everything. And fall. Oh, that's cool. Yeah, that was probably the best part of the yeah. whole thing. And then the rest of the time, I was like, I'm going to sleep. <laughs> <laughs> I was just so bored. But I just, I don't know. I don't really it's like okay. to see live plays. I'm just, I'm just not into that. I don't know I, why. I've seen a few. I, I tried, and I want to be that person, but I'm just not. I've seen a few. I saw Beauty and the Beast live. And I thought the production was cool. Yeah. But it was okay. Yeah, I've always wanted to um, see Lion King, the Lion King live. Yeah, I've seen Miss Saigon twice. And I couldn't tell you any songs from that play. <laughs> but the production is really cool. I yeah. mean, that looked like a freaking real helicopter flying at the end scene, which was crazy. <laughs> uh, and it's a good play, but it's not something that's like... We need to see Miss Saigon like now. I mean, yeah. it, it was it was good for the experience. Um, I don't know what that is. It's a play. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I got I, that much. I just... <laughs> and I've seen Evil Dead the musical, which is fantastic. Yeah. But uh, and when it comes around again, we we got to go see it. Um, sit in the front row because that's the blood splatter area. Yes. You get sprayed with fake blood, so it's it's it's, it's awesome. great. Um, but as far as it, musicals broadway stuff this is my favorite um i uh but i also feel the same with like cats now i'm not talking about the newest remake of cats but just the musical cats in general i know a lot of people love that broadway play and the music and stuff and memory no, yeah, it's not no, for me not that, for me that either. one i've never seen the new one just because i've heard such shit I think, things about it i think the main reason with phantom of why I like it other than growing up playing the music um, is the horror aspect because the phantom is like a universal monster. He's a tragic monster. Um, and I think having that horror in it, cause there are some horrifying things that happen in the yeah. play and in the movie. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what drew me into it the most. Right. Cause I like that character. Yeah. I like that he lives in that creepy dungeon underneath the, <laughs> the, the theater and the, the moat. There's a moat underneath the theater and he's... I don't know. My mother-in-law loves Phantom of the Opera. It, that so is my is mom. one of her favorites. So 
So maybe it's just something that I can share with my mom and stuff like that. So yeah. it's always just going to be with Aww. me. That's sweet. Okay. <laughs> so number two. Repo. The genetic opera. Yes. Speaking of horror and music. Yes. We have discussed this before, I yeah. know, but... It's so good. It This movie is freaking amazing. I know people just, that didn't like it, though, because it's... Even it's, though it has Paris Hilton in it, like, even right. she did a freaking good job and, and, like... It is a musical, but it's actually classified as a rock opera. Because there is... Right, but it's there's, a, like, a little difference. Mm-hmm. I mean, we can still call it a musical. I'll still call it a right, musical. But yeah. I think the difference is is there's more singing in it than there is dialogue. Yeah. And that's the rock opera portion. Yeah. And it's more like, like some of it's like a talk singing. You yes. You know, like some of it's song like songs, between the, but there the, is like a lot of talk singing. The the family that own Gene Co. And they're yeah. talking at each other and stuff like that. They're talking to each Plus other Plus the, the operatic yeah. singing in it as well. Yeah, oh my gosh, I just love this. Like, you introduced this movie to me, and it was just life-changing. <laughs> yeah, welcome. And and uh, like Sweeney Todd, these all the people in this movie really sing their parts, so it's really fun to see, like, Anthony, um, was it Head, uh, from Buffy, uh, pl- who plays the repo man? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've never heard him sing. The dad. He was so good. The, the little girl from Spy Kids as our lead, she can sing really good. Um as is saying Sarah Brightman. Paris Hilton even, like you said, does a good job. She has a bit part. Um, you honestly don't... She doesn't make that much of a big impact to like ruin or do anything to the movie. So she's just there. And even Paris Hilton... That's what I was saying. Rocked, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Rocked her part. Sorry. You get to see her face fall off, which was great. Bill Mosley. Yep. Um, Paul Servino. And it's gory. It's yeah. super gory. The music you can is get awesome. Joan Jett for a hot second. Joan Jett, and yep. Everyone Sarah knows Brightman. I'm a for her, so. And the music is composed by the creators, and we also get members of like Perfect Circle and Tool to lend their hands to the soundtrack, which gives it more of that heavy metal. Yeah, I don't think I've ever met anyone else besides you that has seen this movie <laughs> <laughs> and actually likes it. Yeah, I know I'm some like, people I'm that alone. I've. I've known some people where I've tried to recommend this, and they'll be like, oh, sweet, yeah, I love horror. I like uh, metal music. And they watch it, I'm like, this movie sucked. <laughs> There's so many people that hated this movie that I've recommended it to. So that's okay. This is for us. Like the last song she sings with like her dad or whatever. Like I just love that song so much. I like favorites. the one he sings about him being the repo man. Yeah. The, I am only living another lie or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> no, please watch this and let us know what you think. I'm so curious. And those who have seen Repo the Genetic yes, Opera. please tell us too. Right. And uh, check out The Devil's Carnival. Also written uh, by Ter- Terrence Zudnick, who, who wrote uh, Repo. And he also played the grave robber in Repo. But he wrote and uh, plays the devil in The Devil's Carnival. Uh, came out a couple years after Repo. Uh, it's another musical. It's not as metal. It's more theatrical musical numbers, but it's another horror type stuff. So, nope, it's a good flick. All right, well, my number two is a true story that's turned into a musical. It's called Cannibal the Musical, directed by Juan Schwartz. Okay, see, this is the one I thought you were talking about earlier. Now, Juan Schwartz is a fake name. Uh, The real name is Trey Parker. 
of South Park. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. This Trey is Parker, the one you're talking yeah, about. Trey Parker and okay. Matt Stone, they went to the University of Boulder, Colorado for, for uh, college. And during their time at college, they made this film. And it didn't... Uh, it, it was made in 93, but it didn't get released, um, like, distributed until, like, 96 by Troma Films. Troma picked it up and distributed it. And in fact, uh, the Troma president, uh, Lloyd Kaufman, actually suggested the name to be Cannibal the Musical because the original title was actually Alfred Packer the Musical. Now, Alfred Packer uh, was the first person in history to be convicted of cannibalism. Uh, he was an American prospector and self-proclaimed wilderness guide who confessed to cannibalism in 1874 in Colorado. He led a group of five men through the San Juan Mountains of Colorado during the peak of, heart of a harsh winter. Alfred was the only survivor to return and told authorities that starvation killed his team and another went crazy and tried to eat the dead, so he shot him in self-defense. And, you know, at the time, they probably would have believed him, but they actually sent out a search party and found the remains of his crew at the campsite and not on the trail, as Alfred said. Alfred was arrested, but then he escaped custody and went into hiding for nine years. Uh, he was caught again. Alfred served 18 years and then was paroled. Um, Damn. So while he was in hiding, he went under the alias John Schwartz. So Trey Parker used the name Juan Schwartz <laughs> as the directing credit. Now it does star uh, Trey Parker, Matt Stone, uh, Dean Bacar, who played Little Bitch in Basketball. Or Chota Boy and Orgasmo. So actually, if you've seen Orgasmo, the majority of the mm -hmm. cast and crew of that movie got their start in Cannibal the Musical. And you can also see in Cannibal the Musical um, the beginning writing stages of South Park because uh, Matt Stone's character in Cannibal the Musical is basically Kyle because he wears the coat, he wears the hat, and he, he even talks kind of in a squeaky voice. So it, a lot of That's that awesome. became the South Park stuff. Yeah. Uh, it is ridiculous. Now, it's super low budget, super cheesy. If you like their humor, it's all over it. Um, but the music is delightful. Like, it's it's really well-written music. Uh, Trey Parker is a is a very talented uh, music writer. You know, I've, I've loved all the songs he did for uh, Team America, World Police. That soundtrack is amazing. I mean, America, oh, yeah. fuck yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, so he's very talented, and he wrote all the music for, like, South Park and all the all those, like, the movie and all the music in, in that show. Mm -hmm. So this is kind of where it started, and it's... So, yeah, they took a real story of a, of a cannibal and made it into a musical. I recommend it. And, like I said, it's cheesy. It's very low-budget. Um, they spent all their money in the opening credits because it's like the goriest scene of the movie. It's the reenactment <laughs> of what Alfred did to his crew. And then it goes into flashback on how it all started. So all the money went there. And the yeah. ref you're left with just like no budget for the rest of the movie. But it's it's so good. Um, well, who knows? You're, you're probably going to watch it and be like, this is the dumbest thing well, I've ever seen. I mean, seen. they but, did make it in college. So that's pretty impressive right there anyway. Yeah. And that's that's what got them going. Um, but like I said, Lloyd Kaufman changed the name to Cannibal because he felt outside of Colorado, who's going to know who Alfred Packer is? So the name Cannibal the Musical would be a better selling title than Alfred Packer the Musical. Yeah. And if you do watch it and you do love it, I have to mention, I know we've talked about director commentaries before. I'm not, I know you're not a huge fan of that, but the commentary for Cannibal the Musical is one of the best commentaries 
I have ever heard. It takes place like 10 years after the movie was released. So Trey Parker, Matt Stone, Dean Bacar, and the rest of the crew, they, uh, they're all like during South Park and already, you know, made it big and everything. And they're, they're coming back for like a special track for this and they're getting wasted while they make fun of how stupid their movie was. <laughs> it's so funny. Actually. They do the same thing for Orgasmo, too, in that commentary. Oh, okay. Nice. Yep. Cannibal the Musical. All right, number one. Favorite musical of all time. Across the Universe. Across the Universe. Which Brian has never seen. I've never seen it. I know. But you're not a Beatle. But I'm not so... a Beatle person. Mm-hmm. I do like them, but I don't love them. Yeah, so anyone who doesn't know, this is the music of the Beatles in the Vietnam mm-hmm. War. Which With Jim won. Sturgis. I know yeah. he's in it. And it's a romance between an upper-class American girl and an artist from Liverpool, who's mm-hmm. Jim Sturgis and Evan Rachel Wood is the girl. Mm-hmm. And um, even has Joe Anderson in it. Mm-hmm. And uh, But the music is oh, just amazing. And if you love the Beatles, you will love this movie. I mean, some of it's a little strange, but of course, you know, some of their music is strange. But the story is amazing. The choreography is amazing. Yeah. Like I, I just, I just love this movie. Now, what's interesting, and this is off subject, is mm-hmm. esque, because I wasn't sure if this was a musical or not because I've only seen it once. But I have seen a movie that is Beatles inspired as well that actually was enjoyable. Uh, yesterday. Yeah, but that's like way newer. Right. Yeah, I've seen that one. And that is because was that a people musical, forget though? the Beatles and they don't know who the Beatles right. is. Right. Um, I can't remember because I only see him once. Yeah, he does. He does. I guess. But I enjoyed that. Yeah, I almost <laughs> added that, but again, I didn't know if that was technically a musical or not, so I didn't. I, it, yeah. Okay. Anyways, but Across the Universe definitely is mm-hmm. a musical, and is one of my favorites, and I can watch this movie over and over again. Who um, directed it? Um, Julie Taymor. Okay. I don't know. Uh, she did Frida. Um, I don't really know. I don't really know her. I've seen Frida, Salma Hayek. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And Titus, and The Tempest, and a few other things. Okay, great. Yeah. No, I've, I've known about this. I've, I've heard many people say it's really good, and I just never got around to it. I think I, think I have it on VHS. I think... I don't I don't own it though. So I don't yeah. I don't know what it would be this on either. This was the first time I've seen Jim Sturgis mm. in anything, but um I know you really like him in um, I do. Upside Down. I do. Well, I like called? him in yeah. a lot of things. Yeah. 21. 21, yeah. He was in something else recently that I watched but I forget. I He's forget in Geostorm, but I haven't seen that. <laughs> Oh, I haven't seen that either. It's on my list, but I don't know. I heard terrible things, but I'm going to watch it anyway because I like terrible movies And like it's Gerard that. Butler. You got to. <laughs> and I like Joe Anderson. I mean, he's not in like a lot that I've, I've seen, seen him either, in a few things, but yeah. he was in The Crazies mm-hmm. um, and something else, too, that I recently watched, Story of My Life. He was in The Ruins. Oh, yeah. I actually like The Ruins. But no, it was something newer that I watched. Annoying characters, like. but good little thriller. Yeah. Well, that's great. No, I like I said, I've I've been told to to watch that, and maybe I will. I mean, like I said, I'm not I'm not trying to, you know, get rid of fans of Beatles. I'm not. I don't hate the Beatles. Mm-hmm. I just not 
they're not my go-to. They're, like, well, to be honest with the Beatles, because they're they have so many hits in their oh God, music so like, discography. Many albums. It's overwhelming sometimes. My favorite song by the Beatles. My favorite song. I know that a lot of people have different favorite songs and things, but mine is "Can't Buy Me Love," and I like that era of their of their music so like that song and all my loving i love both of those so like that at that point in their life when they're making that specific style of music that's what i like no i i I do as cliche as it is and i even loved this movie before the movie yesterday came out but yesterday Mm -hmm. is one of my favorites as well i kind of like eleanor rigby as well but mostly for the violin right (laughs) and blackbird Mm -hmm. Um, and, uh, what is it? The, the money. Uh, Don't ask me. I know. I forget. <laughs> oh my gosh. But whatever. Anyways, I love the Beatles. <laughs> it's, yes. There's so many good ones. They're very, they were uh, very talented. I had like so many of their albums on my phone, but, um, as sad as this sounds and don't judge me, but I had to delete them because <gasps> I know, well, not all of them. I kept like my favorite songs from each one, but, um, it's just because like when I would shuffle my songs, it would literally be Beatles, 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 and then another random song and then Beatles, 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 and then another random song, you know, like it was like, they were taking over my shuffle and not mm-hmm. that I don't love the Beatles, but like, I want to hear my other music too. Right. So like, right. it was just too much. They have, yeah, they have a lot. <laughs> so I did like the movie Nowhere Boy that they, that, that came out. Oh, see, um, I didn't get to see that. I, uh, I, I mean, not, I didn't know much didn't about get to, but I John Lennon's youth. So yeah. it was interesting for that aspect. Mm-hmm. And I thought Aaron Taylor Johnson did a really good job. And there was a young actor that played a young Paul McCartney's as well. Oh, and nice. my dad is, he's like my go-to guy for anything authentic of mm-hmm. that era. Like he has like books and books and albums of things, all fifties and sixties. Like he knows that stuff. Anytime they make a movie about somebody from the fifties or sixties, he's like, Oh, they got that right. They got that right. You know, that was wrong. (laughs) That didn't happen. So he's like the guy I go to and we watch nowhere boy. And as much as he knows about John Lennon and all that, he said it was pretty spot on, pretty close. Yeah. Especially with like his look Mm -hmm. and the way he was and the, and, uh, the first band that he ever put together before the Beatles. So it's a good watch. Yeah. I would like, to see that for sure i just um haven't come across it yet i used to have it i don't have it anymore though mm. it's fairly new isn't it no it came out like i think like either one year after or the same year as kick-ass oh wow because he was i remember he was featured in like entertainment weekly around that time oh. and he was promoting both movies because oh. like he was in movies before that but that that those two were like the ones that really put him in the eyes of Hollywood at the time. Wow, that was a long time ago. Okay, 2010. Then what movie am I thinking of, I wonder? There was a recent <sighs> one I thought about the Beatles that came out. I don't know. I could be wrong. Story yeah, of my life. I'm right. like, yeah, you know, there's that one movie. There's that one We'll actor. remember it by the next episode and be like, oh, yeah. <laughs> so were anyways. that one thing. Yeah. That one write year. It, write it down. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm terrible. Um, yeah, across the universe. I'll have to write that down and see if I can find that do you own it yes well then let me borrow it okay can i find it i don't know okay 
Have I unpacked all my shit? I mean, I've no. let you borrow so many movies, so let me be the first to borrow something. Oh my from god, you. it would be my honor. <laughs> <laughs> let me yeah, find I'll it. Give it for to you. you back. I'll give yeah. it back in like six months. Um, <laughs> no, say, I'll be I up your ass it. like you are me when I when I borrow movies. You're like, hey, have you watched that? Can I get that? I'm like, bitch, it's been two days. <laughs> I don't need it back. That's just me saying, watch it now. Yeah. No, he just. <laughs> By the way, Vampire's Kiss. Just, I, I can you just that imagine movie. you What's, sitting at home and you're like. I need that movie back. I need to put it back on my shelf. I need it. This is an empty spot. I need it. I am a little OCD. Uh, <laughs> Just joking. I did lend her a couple of Nick Cage movies. Where you at with those? Uh, not one. Yeah, okay. Yeah, so I figured. <laughs> a couple more weeks. So we'll be back into Nick Cage mode. All right. So my number one, um, it's one that I've always loved since I was a kid. And it wasn't until maybe 15 years ago I saw that there was a director's cut that had a completely different ending that wasn't shown in the original theatrical cut. And ever since watching that director's cut, that is the definitive version, and I understand why they didn't put it in the original cut, and I'm not going to spoil it because Jesse has not seen it, which I, I get it. She's shocked I haven't seen Across the Universe. I'm going to feel the same way because she hasn't seen this movie, and it's 1986 Little Shop of Horrors. Directed by... I forget. I was like, what movie are you talking about? But yeah, we just discussed this. Uh, directed by Frank Oz. If that voice... Or voice. If that name sounds familiar, he is the voice of Miss Piggy, Fozzie, Yoda, and everything. Every Star Wars, everything. Uh, Grover. Tons of other Sesame Street uh, characters. And also directed The Dark Crystal. Okay. So that's, he's like Jim Henson's yeah. guy. Mm-hmm. Um, I love Little Shop of Horrors. Rick Moranis... I love that guy. I, I loved him in a lot of things that he's in. It sucks he doesn't act anymore. And this movie has a lot of great uh, cameos by like John Candy and Bill Murray. Uh, Steve uh, Martin plays the most like sadistic asshole character I've ever seen him play, but he's so good at it. So it's so kind of a villain, and he's a dentist and a woman abuser, and it's it's great, <laughs> it's, and it's violent because it's you know. It's in like the poor part of um, uh, it's, it's a, it takes place in Skid Row, I, I believe it's New York City, and it's like in the the like the really poor side of the tracks. And um, Rick Moranis' character works for a flower shop, and they're not doing very well. They're not selling a lot of things, and you know, and he's kind of a bumbling idiot and keeps breaking things. And he uh, is in love with the girl that works there named Audrey, and Audrey is dating. Steve Martin's character, but Steve Martin beats her up every night, but she oh my gosh. you know, it's all for love. He's getting better, that kind of relationship. She's stuck, you know, and Rick Moranis wishes he can get that courage to get between him and get Audrey. And one day a a green light appears, a meteor or something, and he comes across this like piranha plant in a in a can. And picks it up and brings it back to the flower shop. And it instantly becomes a success in the store. Everybody wants to come by and look at the plant. And uh, and then the, the flower store becomes, you know, they start selling more stuff because of that weird alien plant. And Rick Moranis, uh, he realizes that um, it doesn't take water or plant food to grow. It takes human blood. And that's what makes it grow. And eventually the plant grows huge and has a, a voice. And he calls it the Audrey 2. 
because <laughs> he, he loves Audrey, so he calls it Audrey too. <laughs> is it a and woman's voice? It's a it's a man's voice. Oh. It's voiced by Levi Stubbs of uh, the Four Tops, <laughs> and uh, it sings. But uh, you know, because it gets so big and it wants to keep growing, he has to start feeding it bodies and more blood. So it's a morbid story, but the music is really good, and it's just. I, like it's, I grew up with it, so it's always going to be my number one. Yeah, I can't do it justice, and I don't want to really say too much about it because you haven't seen it. I know, I know and, you've talked about this, and but um, I know it's available know it, but... on like Tubi and stuff like that. Oh, okay. But don't watch it because oh, okay. I have the director's cut. Oh, okay. That's the one you got to watch. Yeah, the re- so what it is is like the original theatrical ending is a pretty happy ending. All is well tight bow on it happy ending the director's cut is a little more grim that's all i can say but i like the director's cut ending because it was pretty ballsy (laughs) to do see the original ending first and then i'll see the other ending but yeah it's it's just one i've just never came across i guess or sat down and watched but and it's something do it I know for the about. Horror aspect yeah, too. I know, and it's it's one that I know highly of. Like you know, like the actual play was really good. Um, the music is you know, and the actual play is is good. Uh, there was an original movie, like an older movie before this, and it, it wasn't a musical. And Jack Nicholson. So when they kept re-releasing that movie, it would say starring Jack Nicholson, but Jack Nicholson wasn't the lead. He was just the famous face in it. Oh, okay. So there's a scene in in the new one that Bill Murray cameos in. He's just a random patient for Steve Martin's dentist for one scene. That's the Jack Nicholson character. He's in one scene in the oh, original okay. movie. But they, because they he became famous, they put his face on all the right. the movies to sell it. Market. Yep. Yeah. Hmm. Yeah. Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, I will definitely give that a watch because I'm very curious about good, it. Good good music but it's one of my favorite performances by Steve Martin. <laughs> it's weird to see him with, like, jet black hair, too. Right, you know? and, and an asshole, like you oh, said. Oh, he's a total asshole. I mean, he's not, like, the jerk, but he is... He's, like, addicted to, like, um, the um, laughing gas. Oh. From being a dentist. Snuffer. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's it for the top five. Um, hope everybody enjoyed the little bit of knowledge we've had with these uh i had very little knowledge and it's not nick cage (laughs) i know after coming off the nick cage episode it's really tough very mild yeah very mellow non-cage episode speaking of cage i would love to see nick cage in a musical i would watch a musical with nick cage uh yes please let's like start a petition for that nick cage musical yes Absolutely. Nick Cage, the musical. Yeah, one man show, just him. Him playing himself. Mm-hmm. And a... like 50 other characters. Yeah. Yes. Oh, that'd be great. Please. <laughs> Nick Cage, if you ever listen to this, <laughs> do a musical, please. <laughs> <laughs> or just do keep doing what you're doing because I'm going to keep watching whatever you make. Yeah, same. <laughs> but we'll have part two in a couple more episodes, probably. Anyway. Yep. Um, I, I did have another on my honorable mention I didn't even mention, but it's because it's so rare that no one knew it was a musical. The Reefer Madness, the movie uh, musical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There is the old Reefer Madness movie from like the 20s or the 30s or whatever. 
uh, which is classic. <laughs> but they did make a musical of that uh, in the 90s or early, or no, in the 2000s. And it had like uh, Stephen Weber and Nev Campbell and Alan Cumming. And it's ridiculous, but worth the watch if you're a Reefer Madness fan. <laughs> um, yeah, I've never seen it. I feel like I've seen some version of Reefer Madness. Like it was like a Technicolor. Yeah, that's the original, Something. but it's okay, but that's... it's just in Technicolor. Oh, okay. Then mm-hmm. I've seen that. Where there's when they blow the smoke, it's all different colors. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I've seen that. <laughs> ah, that movie. It's classic. <laughs> <laughs> well, all right. Um, thanks for listening. I can't really think of a way to really end this episode oh, no. musically. <laughs> thanks for listening to our episode. About musicals. My name is Brian. (laughs) I'm Jesse. And we'll see you at the movies. Gosh. Goodbye.